When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The Leopold Conservation Award is a competitive award that recognizes landowner achievement in voluntary conservation. Given in honor of renowned conservationist Aldo Leopold, the prestigious award recognizes farmers and forest land owners who inspire others with their dedication to land, water, and wildlife habitat in their care. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report speaking with one of the four finalists, Joe Havel, a woodland owner who manages 3,300 acres of land in several Northwoods counties in addition to owning county line wood products and serving as president and founder of Partners in Forestry Landowners Cooperative. He shares the conservation practices he has been leaning on for over 50 years. How did you begin your work in the timber industry? 50 years ago, I was working in the woods in central Wisconsin in the central sands. At that time, there was a lot of scattered pine woodlots and oak hills and so on. And one of my very first jobs as a young adult was piecemeal cutting of forest products for market. It was 50 years ago when there was a pretty serious recession in wood products, and I needed to find a way out of that. So I found a small sawmill, and I started adding value to wood. Initially, it was kind of a hard lesson because if you can't sell raw forest products, there's probably a reason. That's because lumber doesn't sell. So when lumber didn't sell either, then that's when I knew I had to start making things. And the first things I made were hay racks for farmers, calf feeders, and things like that. That's way back 50 years ago, but within a few years, I had stepped up to building residences and log and timber frame buildings. So it was a wonderful career. And we focused on sustainably harvested local wood. I coined the phrase, for global good, use local wood. So what are you doing in this period of your life? I'm pretty busy between managing our family lands, winding down my wood business, which still has some remnants of material and and certainly still does require some maintenance and some effort. And then I volunteer an enormous amount of time to two different conservation groups, Partners in Forestry Cooperative, which is a conservation forest owners cooperative. And we advocate for sustainable forestry and for conservation forest lands. And the other one is the Northwoods Alliance Incorporated, which is a partner sister group, if you will, to Partners in Forestry. It's a nonprofit. And Partners in Forestry works with individuals and landowners and can even lobby because of its cooperative status. But of course, a nonprofit cannot do that. But a nonprofit can achieve federal grants, for example, Northwoods Alliance now holds two beautiful community forests in northern Wisconsin and along the UP border. We were talking to the congressman in the Upper Peninsula and asking him to advocate for the Federal Forest Legacy Program. And after we talked a while, he looked at me, he asked me a question. He said, well, are you into sustainable forestry or are you into conservation? And I looked at him and I said, sustainable forestry without conservation is not long sustainable. What is the role that conservation has played into your work managing forests? Years ago, I would go in the woods and I would look for timber. And something dawned on me, and and I'm talking way back in the old days. I mean, I could say I went looking for timber and I found much more. I found an active living ecosystem. And frankly, it's an ecosystem that enriches our lives. And if we treat it properly and sustain it, we certainly have the hope that we'll enrich the lives of future generations as well. 
What do you see as the value of these practices that could benefit others doing similar work? I think sustainability is a very broad brush, if you will, and we have to focus on the parts in which we can play a good role. And of course, forest conservation and sustainability are so closely intertwined because you can look at conservation, if you will, is a wise use of products when you're managing your land and you feel that you've really applied your land ethic to it as well. It would be easy to look at it and say, well, we're going to use what we want. Of course, that's the case. We're going to use what man needs. And wood from our land goes for pulpwood, goes for lumber, firewood, and so on. And of course, we want all this stuff to be there for future generations as well. You had mentioned land ethic. If you could summarize your land ethic, what would that be? My land ethic sort of intertwines as equal partners for components of land. And one is economic. And of course, we can look at the economics of forest management, just like we would look at the economics of raising a crop. In other words, uh, let's look at the forest products as a crop, just like a farm crop, except it just takes longer for them to grow. And of course, the next point after economic uh, that I would point to would probably be, be environmental, because if we take care of this land, we're going to provide environmental benefits, which are going to include clean water, clean air, and wildlife habitat. Wildlife habitat is very important. We have to keep in mind that in 2021, 23 species were removed from the endangered species list, not because they were no longer endangered, but because they were fully extirpated. To me, that's scary, and that's all about habitat loss. So the environmental component should focus on providing wildlife habitat. And then our land management ethic would also look at the social benefits, and the social benefits would include everything from family pastime, hunting with your family and friends. We're blessed enough to own enough forest land that we've got an awful lot of it. In fact, two-thirds of the land that we own is open to the public under the Forest Legacy Program, and it's open for non-motorized public use. So these lands provide a very strong and permanent social factor as well. And then the fourth thing that I often cite, I call the intrinsic values. Those are the things that we just don't know today, but future generations very likely could realize things that we don't know. In other words, let's look at nature as not being more complex than what we're thinking it is, but it's more complex than what we're even able to think, I believe. Speaking of the future, what does the future of the land you manage look like? I hope that it's bright, but there's plenty of challenges in forest management. We're seeing, uh, as a result, obviously, of climate change factors. We're seeing the loss of some timber species, species that are not able to regenerate. We're seeing way too many deer numbers in the northern forested regions, at least in a lot of areas, and that's playing havoc on forest regeneration as well. But we must plug forward. We must try to provide everything we can for the future. One of the lands that we manage is called the Upper Wisconsin River Legacy Forest. And we manage that for young timber, basically, essentially for the wildlife habitat, being that forest has a fairly active population of the threatened spruce grouse, which are a very rare bird. They're a boreal bird. They only exist in Wisconsin in the far northern tier here. So the complexity 
of the management at a very wide scale. This is also important to realize, too, because with the land that we own, I just cited the Young Forest Initiative ideas that we carry through for the wildlife centered around spruce grouse, Kirtland warblers that are threatened and endangered species. But also there's stands that are going into what we'd call the old growth category, where it's very important to retain some of these stands of old trees to provide that sort of natural chaos that only nature could provide, but it provides just tremendous aesthetics to us as well. How does it feel to be a finalist for the Leopold Conservation Award? It feels good. I've devoted myself to this conservation stuff for a long time, and I respect anybody and everybody that has a similar land ethic. So as we get older, we sort of find comfort with our peers. And of course, if one of your peers is also focusing on things like conserving land for the future and focusing on conservation, that's a comfort zone. Being a finalist for this award would fall into that category where it's a comfort zone to find a place of harmony with other people you can relate to. Aldo Leopold said, We abuse land because we regard it as a commodity belonging to us. When we see land as a community to which we belong, we may begin to use it with love and respect. It's apparent that Joe Hobble deeply cares for and respects the forest that he has managed over the decades with the hope that others will join him in that good work. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.